0: Hey, it's Mace. You know, there is no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Soon to be a major motion picture.
1: Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
0: Without a good hip, you ain't hopping, that's for sure.
1: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. But I'll be back again.
0: Welcome back, Don't Weekend Warriors. I'll be back again. The great John Lennon. Well, you know who the John Lennon of spine surgery is to me? This guy, Dr. Pat Johnson. Pat, thanks so much for making time calling in from New York.
1: Hey, Robbie. It's great to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> Just delighted to be on your show with you. I'm looking forward to it uh, the last month ever since we talked about it.
0: Oh, uh, It's so great. What a great treat for everybody to hear your voice and the huge Weekend Warrior Nation to know how much I respect and have warm feelings for you being able to figure out, hey, this ain't your back. Go see Robbie Clapper. It's your hip. And when they see me, this is not your hip. Go see Pat Johnson. It's your back. It's it's just beautiful to have so many patients in common with you. And uh, I know how busy you are, and we really appreciate tremendously you taking the time. Where did this all come from, Pat Johnson? Where did you grow up? How did you decide, I not only want to be a spine surgeon, I want to be a neurosurgeon? Take us back to the beginning.
1: Well, you know what? It's kind of an interesting story. It's a little uh, unconventional in one respect, but uh, my dad was a neurosurgeon, and he was a real pioneer, and he moved out to Montana in 1948. To be the first neurosurgeon in Montana and a bunch of states around there. Wow! So I, I grew up on a on a cattle ranch in Montana. Thought I wanted to be a veterinarian actually, and uh, of course my dad was a neurosurgeon and he was an inspiration to me. So that kind of was in my back of my mind all the time. And uh, I actually have kind of a funny joke. You know, it was really hard to get into veterinary school, so so I said, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go be a brain surgeon. <laughs> I got to ask you a question though.
0: Where was your dad from?
1: My dad was—he uh, was an army brat, lived around the world. He was uh, born in Arizona back when it was a territory wow. back in 1918, and he lived in Australia and lived in Washington D.C. and His father was a was a U.S. cavalry officer, and he was at the Pentagon and basically lived around the world, but mostly in the South. And uh, you know, so he was in Florida and, North, and Carolinas, and that's kind of where he called home in the United States.
0: When was Take Me to the mo- moment pat johnson where you're studying the brain and the tumors and the vascular accidents and all the amazing things that you do once you open the coconut if you will take the bone off the top and you're looking at the brain itself but what was the moment because it's always a moment where you fell in love with the the other part the lower part of the brain the spinal cord and working on the spine what happened what was it a case was it a surgeon take us to that moment
1: well, you know what? It, it actually even goes back to my dad. My dad was a brain surgeon, and he was in Virginia. He moved to Montana, and I saw him do some brain surgeries. I saw him do some spine surgeries. And when I finally came around uh, thinking about... uh What I was going to do in medicine I actually was thinking about orthopedic surgery Because, you know, I've been a jock all my life And uh, so orthopedics was something That I was really seriously thinking about doing And then neurosurgery seemed to have this expanding field And I like the intellectual pursuits and then, uh, you know, I kind of came back around full circle, and uh, it gets me back next to orthopedics and great guys like you. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's the, of, uh, it's the backbone of the industry is what I say in neurosurgery. You know, we
0: don't talk about it enough. But I've been in practice for 33 years. You and I are about the same age. So think of the thousands. I've done over 16,000 surgeries. I'm sure you're at 20,000 surgeries or more. But what we what's so great about this point in our life, when people say, are you going to retire? No, I never want to retire. Because at this point, Pat Johnson, talk about the sixth sense you now have that you didn't have 20 years ago, where you... You you listen to a patient talk. You watch them go from the exam room chair to the examination table, and you already know. You can almost, like Michelangelo, looking at a block of stone and seeing through the stone and seeing the figure trapped underneath, that your sixth sense that you can see the nerve, the disc, with just by touching their skin. Tell me what that's like for you.
1: Well, you know what? It really is a special thing to have done this for a lot of years like you and and you're absolutely right is that when you watch a patient and you hear some of the things you don't even have to touch them sometimes I can just look at them and they tell me where the problem is and uh, I already know the answer and that's not that I know the answer in every single person I wish I did but you're right is that so often and this is what I try and impart to my young trainees you know I've been teaching young surgeons for 28 years and you know, when you can have some ability to just look at somebody and know where the problem is. I already know where it is. In fact, somebody, sometimes people come in without scans or anything and I say, you need to go get a scan of, you know, this part of your body and I know exactly where it is and it's going to be a problem right here. And the, uh, the scanning and the MRIs and the CT scans, that's just a roadmap. That's all it is. And that's a surgical roadmap for me to go fix something. It's, a, it's, it's just, uh, it's a gift that I, I think some of us Not to say that I'm that special, I think there's lots of great surgeons. I'm here staying in New York with one of my great friends. Uh, he's a great surgeon in New York, and uh, we share kind of the same philosophy about things, is that mm-hmm. we're privileged to be where we are and what we're doing like you. I mean, I have a great colleague like you, is that I call you up and say, Robbie Clapper, <laughs> I have a problem with a patient, and it's not in my realm. He needs a hip or a Thank knee. You. Thank <laughs>
0: you. No. Great. It's <laughs> it's, a, it's what makes it so Cedars is just a building, right? It's the people that populate the building that uh, that make all the difference. You know, the Jazz great. Great Miles Davis uh focused not so much on blowing the horn, but his specialty, what made Miles Davis special was the silence between the notes that he blew. Right. That's what he could appreciate as a surgeon. Pat Johnson, it's actually the invisible stuff that when you open someone up, that it's what you don't see as as important as what you do see. Take us through what it's like when you see someone who's got a weak calf they can't get up on their toes and you know it's a herniated disc at l5s1 take us through so the listeners can hear your surgery you feel the skin you take an x-ray to make sure at the right level take us through what it's like a simple discectomy under your hands
1: well you know what that's sometimes a challenging thing is explaining it oh that's a great one you know um it's kind of like you know you heard that thing with michael jordan you know he could see the shot going in before he ever shot it you know that's kind of what you're talking about and uh you know it's it's a neat thing to say i'm going to make a one inch incision in this person i'm not going to cut the muscles i'm going to stretch them over on one side and make a little bit of a a window opening and I look inside of the person. I do it through a microscope and there's a